0: Hi, hello everybody. I wanted to let you know that this is a very special episode of Sleep Powder. We have a special guest who we will soon get to meet and get involved with. We would love to have your patience. Our segments are going to be a bit reversed, but nonetheless, we really hope that you enjoy this extra special episode. Thank you. hello hello welcome back to another wonderful episode of sleep powder my name is theron and i'm anna and today we have a very special wonderful episode for you today uh joining us in the studio via it a virtual studio um you hey back
1: the- off you guys are supposed to be six feet away
0: hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well the internet has its ways yes we are joined by the you may know him from the voice of Molane in the Sun and Moon anime. You may know him as Akira Zaizen from Yu-Gi-Oh!. Here with his wonderful talents and wonderful personality, we have Barrett Letty. Hey,
1: glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Thank you for taking the time and spending with uh you know, just taking the time to spend with us.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, for our fans listening, we're gonna be doing this segment a little different. Mm-hmm. Barrett is we're gonna put our hyper voice segment in the beginning of the episode. So if you want to stick around for the safari zone and the Calm Mind segment those are going to be right after the interview. Um yeah, how are uh, how are you today?
1: I'm doing fine. I'm doing I'm doing fine. It's a it's beautiful out. Um it's one of those days where it's like too beautiful though and you go okay. All right. It's it's hot. Uh this is but uh eh, no, I I'm I'm doing well. Um might uh might go swimming later.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: beautiful uh it's just a, a it's idea. nice that we had they were fortunate that it's that it's this weather and um, i don't know yeah, where you guys especially are
0: especially with the um, uh, the world going on the way it is it's good yeah. to have one oh it's good to have a win
1: right exactly exactly
0: we, we wanted to ask um we know that you were molayne on the sun and moon anime but outside of that are you generally a pokemon fan i love pokemon
1: sure i mean i grew up with it um i um i've always I've always loved it, um, uh, since I was a kid, um,
0: were you able to play the cards, a I,
1: here's the thing, my brother and I were much more into collecting the cards than we were into the playing, mm. uh, of it. we I, I think it's complicated for kids. Like person, like if you really take the time to, to, to learn it as a kid, I think you could, or, and you have some instruction, right. um, um. I, I it must be a lot of fun, but I I just never got the hang of it. I would get bored <laughs> trying to just like trying to figure out the rules and all the yeah. other things and everyone else seemed to know it better than me. So, uh, but I was all into collecting it, uh collecting the cards and collecting merchandise, uh there's, watching there's the, the anime to it.
0: There like, definitely is. I think um I know yeah, I'm in the same boat personally. <laughs> I I have an entire tin of I call it my retirement fund just every single rare card i've ever collected just sealed away in the event that's that i need it
1: i have someone on TikTok was just trying to help me out i was going i was doing a live stream and someone was uh i was showing off just cards i had old cards in a in a book and uh they were some of them people were saying hey stop stop the, that's the, those are rare that one's rare and i <laughs> and i don't know which one look if it's a lot of money, if it's going to, if, if I can get a lot of money out of selling them, I'll sell them, you know, right. I mean, why not? We're in a crazy recession and, um, I'll sell some Pokemon cards. Why not? Maybe they'll, they'll make someone else even happier. Um, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's very interesting. Someone was saying, oh, you got to get them graded. I don't know how to begin yeah. doing that.
0: There are um, two different um grading services that you can just send off your cards to. There's uh, PSA, and then there's Beckett grading services.
1: There's
0: Beckett. So I got to mail them? I got to yeah. mail them my cards? You've yeah. Gotta, it's got to get ruined
1: in the mail. And It's then a very
0: strange process. You have to, like... I feel better dropping
1: them off somewhere in person than sending them in the mail. I feel better.
0: like that would be a lot easier.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But there's, like, a thick plastic top loader on top of... Okay, so you take a, a thin plastic sleeve, yeah. stick the card in that, you put a top loader on top of that, and then you stick that in like an envelope that they take an X-Acto knife and, you know, precision the card out of the plastic envelope. But that being said, it increases the value by like, I don't know, three times of what it would be if you mm-hmm. we were to sell it. Just- and how much? And
1: does it decrease the value if the person grading my cards is breathing all over it with their Corona breath?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they do. Take that into consideration. I know oh, okay. I got really into card collecting um, fairly recently. I mean, I, I also grew up with the series. Sure. But- being able to, I would always have rubber tech gloves nearby. I took it yes. very seriously. I would, <laughs> I would put them on just so no oil got on the card whatsoever. You were a grader, or are you? Oh no, I'm I'm just a collector.
1: Okay, <laughs> how do you become a grader?
0: I think that's a whole other. Yeah. But imagine doing that for a living.
1: That's I mean, got to be interesting. Yeah. That's see, there. That's an interesting person you should have on your show. I'm I'm compared to yeah. them, I'm boring. Uh, yeah. I will. <laughs> I I would... I That's who I want to interview. I want to interview the grading dude, you know? Uh, but anyways, yeah.
0: Saying that you were growing up with the series, do you happen to have a, a favorite Pokemon? See, that's interesting.
1: Everyone, A lot of people ask me that. Who's your favorite? It kind of shifts. I mean, I just appreciate... You know, because there are so many awesome ones, I've had a hard time narrowing it down to one. I right. just... I can't. It's like... Well, it's like I've never really had a favorite color necessarily because colors, you know, reds, sometimes you're more, more, sometimes you're in a green mood, sometimes you're in a red mood, doesn't matter. Um, But yeah, with Pokemon, I think for nostalgia's sake, you know, when you grow up and you look at like Bulbasaur and Chartwin, the original three, you know, starters, um, there's something heart, you know, that's like comforting about that. Um, that's true uh but there's so many cool i mean like look how awesome now i'm not like i'm not now look i'm not uh gen one or something like that <laughs> but uh but man those gen one pokemon were awesome i mean you got magmar you got scyther you have the you know hitmon lee hitmon Chan, kabutops and all those other fossil pokemon i mean they, they really spanned this cool gamut of uh of a variety you had like all the leaf types the bugs the you know fire type i could go on and on see you know yeah, I mean, they are all so unique magnemite and magneton they're magnets i mean they're, they're crazy <laughs> they, they really did an awesome job i mean you got you got everything from like i mean who's probably like the craziest pokemon in that first generation first
0: gen? like who's um, like
1: the wackiest wildest one because you got my first
0: things like tangela
1: yeah, oh, Tangela. You got something like weird like Tangela, but then you also have something fairly normal like Seal. Who's <laughs> yeah, who's who's, one li- letter off. who's literally just a seal. It's <laughs> like it's
0: <laughs> the And then what's, really comes out?
1: What's do Yeah, exactly. What's it's really hard. Yeah, you don't really have to um uh stretch the imagination when you are uh, to uh, yeah, Seal. There are seals in the world. They should have had other Pokémon like that. They should have just had like dog <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a dog. Yeah, dog. <laughs> it's dog. Dog Pokemon. Um,
0: yeah, I, but yeah, I, really I, I
1: love I love all those
0: originals. That's good to know. I know um, that's we often had that debate, being like, "Oh, are the are the older ones like the the true pinnacle of the series, or have they gotten any better moving on?" Um,
1: I love them going on. I I love um because you do see them that I don't like the ones that are like, super complex. Um, right. Some of them look like they're wearing clothes, too, which is interesting. And I'm like, why are, they wear, why are they wearing, like, a full outfit? How are they born with that? Um, <laughs> that <makes really laughs> sense. But, um, no, I, I they're, they're all very creative. It's different tastes for different people. And, um, you know, some people prefer the more uh, kind of interesting, wacky new ones. And I, I kind of like the more retro ones, first few generations. Those are kind of where I mean, probably that's probably a lot of it is bias and nostalgia. But um, yeah, there's nothing really cool about returning to those.
0: It's really, um, as you mentioned, comforting. Just right. kind of seeing, seeing, oh yes, I know this. This brings me all the way back.
1: They're like chicken tenders.
0: <laughs> it reminds me of like uh, what is it that moment? That moment from Ratatouille where Anton takes the bite of the yeah confit I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that's what Charizard feels like. <laughs> Right, it's like taking a bite
1: out of a Charizard card, and and then screaming in horror what you've just done. Um, I remember those. uh, I I remember uh, someone at a, uh, it's like a sleepover, was trying to, uh, (laughs) like when I was, you know, seven or eight, whatever. They were trying to sell people Charizard cards that they were that they were printing out on uh, printer paper. Uh, wow. And it, and some people were buying them for like a dollar, and it's like, dude, you can see that the back is blank. It's, even, it's, it's
0: there's no effort put into this whatsoever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you notice these are pretty flimsy? I have another Pokemon card here. Let's compare. You think these are the same thing?
0: Yeah. Um. You know that those same cards, the like, as we were going back to what we we're talking about, the value of a card. The if you have a, a base set charizard first of all the packs alone sealed sell for three thousand dollars right i think is insane but if you manage to pull like a base set shadowless hollow charizard that's 55 grand which oh I really absolutely insane wow but yeah um we were really interested what uh first of all just getting to know a little bit more about you sorry that was a bit of a rough transition <laughs> um what what got you into voice acting
1: well, it it started um with um uh basically I started doing like commercial voices, commercial voiceover for, you know, radio, TV commercials. And then it became um so once I started getting work doing that it, and I moved to New York, it that became a lot more um it became a lot more uh evident that what i really wanted to do was animation um mm. and uh so i took a class with uh darren Dunstan, who plays um uh, who was pegasus on the original uh oh if you remember oh, wow. if you were a Yu-Gi-Oh fan um and um he uh had an animation class and uh it was awesome and from that i uh Got, um, he liked me, liked what I was doing, and he's so great, he's such a great director and teacher. He had me on the series of Yu Gi Oh!, which we you mentioned earlier, uh, Yu Gi Oh! of Reigns, which is still ongoing. Um, we're trying to they're trying to find a, a a place for it to air in the United States. It's airing, I think, in Canada, um, I Australia, I think, the UK, um, but it still is, um, tr- We're tr- hopefully sooner. I don't know any information about it, but, um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so from that I met Lisa Ortiz, um, who is the director of Pokemon. She was in the originals as well. Um, she was also in Yu-Gi-Oh! And so I met her through Darren and that's how I got onto the show. Um,
0: what a connection.
1: Yeah, no, it's nice. It's this nice tight knit community. Um, and, uh, we, we have a great time. It, you know, obviously now we're all kind of scattered, but, um, it's a nice community, the New York dubbing, uh, animation scene. So, Oh, um, that's
0: really interesting. I'm yeah. glad we all have that unit together.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, Sarah Natacheni is one of my good friends.
0: Oh um, yeah. She, um,
1: yeah. And so we, we chat all the time and she, she's awesome and she's been doing the show for a, a long time. Um, I think about like 13 or 14 years. Right. So, um, yeah. So through her, I was able to meet a lot of the other castmates and, um, it's great. It's a nice, it's a nice community. We all love what we do.
0: Yeah. It's something special about getting up every out of bed every morning, knowing that you have something that you're truly passionate about.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's great.
2: Um, so what does the process of voice acting look like? Okay, so, like, when um, you get into the studio, what is, like, a normal day?
1: Okay, um, well, I guess before all all this, um, it was, if I was going in to do an animation thing, um, it would be, we'd go into the studio, we'd get a script, um, and literally, you know, there's not really time to go over lines. Uh, if you're dubbing, you just try to, do your best and you are um you're 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 looking at this you're looking at the screen it's hard dubbing is hard you're looking at the screen you're also looking at the script you know you're you're trying to sync up to what you see on the screen but at the same time you don't know the line by heart unless it's something quick like hello so uh Mm -hmm. when it comes to Mm -hmm. that um you gotta just you gotta just like try your best and sometimes you you know sometimes it takes it's a lot of trial and error because you're trying to get that that just right actually sarah natacheni put out this really cool the vanity fair put out a video um if anyone wants to check that out and sarah is talking about the process of dubbing and what that looks like and they actually do a really good job of breaking that down and explaining it probably like way better than i could but it's it's so cool because it shows you visually how she would dub a scene from pokemon um and, uh, so that's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's experimentative, um, experimental and it's, it's, um, um, it, like I said, it's a lot of trial and error because sometimes you don't get it right. And sometimes you have to change the line sometimes cause you don't, you know, it, it might not fit. Um, if you're going to say, uh, hello, how is it going? Sometimes the, the lip flap, you know, we're cause we're Syncing up to the what the original Japanese um, animation was. Sometimes it sometimes you have to play with that a little bit. Hello, how is it going? Oh, maybe it fits better to say, uh, "Hello, how is it going today?" Or maybe that's too long. Maybe we just say, "Hello, how is it going?" You're trying to you're trying to figure it. it sometimes it could be that specific because you're trying to make it look as natural as possible.
0: Very authentic. Yeah. Right. Trying to just fit, fit almost different puzzle pieces to right. the visual that you're seeing, no, exactly. is there anything of the position that like truly frustrates you? just trying to we were as we were mentioning the perfectionism of it,
1: yeah, um sometimes it can be. I mean, and also, um some you know the a lot of the frustration can come from the the um auditioning a lot and trying to get trying to. Because you don't always know what the casting person is looking for. You might think you do a great voice or you do, might think you do a great performance. But if it's just not there yet, sometimes you go, ah, what was I missing? And there's not a real clear-cut answer. Um, but um, do you often find yourself asking for feedback after auditions? Uh, typically not, unless I know the person well enough. Typically, mm-hmm. they don't, there's not, they're so busy, they don't really have time to give everybody right. feedback. Dude, it's nice when they do. Sometimes they do, but most often you're kind of just left wondering.
0: Oh, well, I mean, that makes sense. It's just, huh? That's right. Um, yeah. Very, uh, what's it called? I cannot find the word. It's, uh, uh, it's a mystery.
1: That sometimes that. it's, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that works. It's it's kind like of, sometimes that. it feels
1: like you're auditioning in a vacuum, you know, when you don't you know what's putting it out into space, putting it out into the ether and hoping for the best. Yeah, you know, um, and
2: a lot of um, stories I've heard where people did land, like, their big role. They're like, I have no idea what I did. Right. I, I don't know. I just was talking to them, and they just said I seemed right.
1: I've had auditions where I've gone and I go, that was terrible. That was just awful. And then I get, I get the job. And I and it's like, well, you know what? Maybe you weren't terrible. Maybe you just, maybe you had exactly what they wanted. Uh, yeah. You just, you know. I just tried, you know, basically... If you're a voice actor out there and you, my advice to you would be it. Once you send in that audition, forget about it and move on to something Mm -hmm. else. Cause you're not, no, you just, it's, it's, you're going to make it much worse on yourself, much harder on yourself. If you sit around for a week thinking, Oh, did I get it?
2: I wonder why they haven't gotten Mm -hmm. back to me
1: yet. You know, you got to focus on the next thing. Same with booking a job. I'll book a job and I'll I'll be like, Oh, this is great, but then you can't ride that for so long. You have to um you gotta move on to the next thing. You gotta be like, All right, what's my next what's my next thing? What's my next right. thing? It's always about the next thing.
0: And I think it's kind of interesting just hearing that because something that's so personal, how you can breathe the life into a character, the actual process and the job of it seems very unpersonal.
1: Right. Yeah. Sometimes it can be, yeah. But once when you're actually doing the work, it it's incredibly satisfying.
2: So, um, speaking of voice acting, what would be your dream role? Like any movie show? I got to tell you, ever, I,
1: I've thought about movie. this. Um, I've always thought it would be really cool to play the Riddler. Um, oh, yeah.
2: Interesting. I think I have funny. that
1: kind of a thing. I think I have that kind of a sound, you know, um, that sort of intelligent sound I mean the Batman animated series is one of the greatest probably in the top 10 animated series of all time and um those voices um the original John Glover Riddler is so good um any iteration of the Riddler I've seen has been fantastic um and you know that that I think a lot of people would go for the Joker. Sure. Why not? If someone's offered me a Joker, of course, <laughs> but there's something a little more interesting to me about playing the Riddler. Cause I don't think he gets as much attention as the Joker and the Riddler. I think is, yeah, I think he's the real in- interesting character personally. Um, yeah. I, I want that. to see a Riddler movie with Joaquin Phoenix and he plays the oh Riddler. <laughs> um, they should just do every Batman film and, and make Joaquin Phoenix, the villain, just to see how he would do it. Just give him like 10 movies.
0: Yeah. It might. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Just hearing the different mannerisms and uh, speech patterns. I would really love to see you, like sink your teeth into that. I would love it. That being said, do you have any goals that you want your career to be in the near future?
1: You know, I, for me, it's never been about. Obviously, I appreciate any recognition I get. I appreciate you having me on today. Um, but for me, it's never about that recognition it's or about fame or you know getting a bunch of followers or whatever it to me it's really about because when you're in the booth all that goes away when you're when you're doing the work no matter how famous you are whatever it's it's always on you to Mm -hmm. deliver as good a performance as you can deliver and so for me doing the work is um, as long as I can keep doing what I love, making money doing it to support myself um, and enjoying the work. That that is a that's my goal,
0: I guess. Yeah, I really appreciate the the ethic that you bring. Just thank that you. There's there, there's a lot of um, diligence and the self determination mm-hmm. to kind of put numbers and things like that aside and that that's how I can truly tell that this is something that you're very passionate about. And I really appreciate that about you.
1: Absolutely. Well, if there are any, um, if you had any other last questions, I, I'd be happy to, to answer. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where can the people find you? Where can, uh, sure. Um, I'm at Barrett Letty, um, pretty much across the board, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok. Um, you can check out a lot of my clips are online, Barrett Letty.com. And uh, yeah, right. that's that's basically it.
2: Yeah. Um. So I just have one last question before sure. we uh, close out. Sure. Um. So uh, another Pokemon related question: If you could run a gym, what type of gym would you run, and what would be your ace? So, like, what would be your main Pokemon that people fought at the very end that you would be known for?
1: Idos mm. I'd host like. I'd want to throw people off a little bit. Love that. Um, Okay, here's what I'd have. Let's hear it. I'd have, like... uh, I'd have just, like, a normal gym. It would just be, like... Maybe it would be... um, Be completely random. Okay. Okay, actually, here's what I'd do. (laughs) Okay. I'd just run a planet... I'd run a... (laughs) I'd run a planet fitness. Okay. Okay? And when you... but uh, in order to uh, leave, you have to move a Snorlax out of the way. Oh my god!
0: That would be a fitness
1: goal. That's my gym.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I do
1: love that. <laughs> it's like if, people, if, if you can't move the Snorlax, I'd go. All right, go go do some more cardio or something. You're not ready. Apparently, you can't leave until you move that Snorlax.
0: that's a goal. That's my gym. Bear, thank you so much for taking the time out of your thank you guys. busy day and having us on. Uh, well, having you on oh, with us, yes. <laughs>
1: absolutely yeah
0: thank you so much of course and have a wonderful day take care you too Wow, what an episode! What an interview! I know, right? If uh, you want to give another big thank you to Barrett Letty for spending time with us and just answering our questions and just being an awesome person overall, we look forward to all of your talents and all of your endeavors in the future.
2: Yeah, it was truly an honor. We we really really appreciated it.
0: Yeah, it's that uh, that kind of wisdom and motivation. I think I really loved just hearing him say like. That it, it, his ethic is very apparent, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that about him.
2: It's a love of the craft, not a love of the publicity. Exactly, and that is truly admirable.
0: Something uh, that we're going to, the and I decided beforehand is that we're going to handpick today's uh, safari zone, just out of out of respect and out of just we, a theme overall.
2: We thought it would be nice. We, we have an overall theme for this episode
0: so today we are going to cover one of the most underrated pokemon in the entire alola region and this pokemon is minior
2: i've never heard of it i i've played sun and moon and i didn't i don't remember
0: i love this little dude so much i think it's very underrated minior is a rock flying type pokemon based off of a meteor um the reason why we chose minior for today's episode is because Barret's uh, character Molain, in the Sun and Moon anime studied Minior at the Hokolani Observatory, mm-hmm. and I just figured, hey, <laughs> might as well we're uh, we're doing this. So Minior, a very interesting Pokemon. It is a Rock Flying type, as we mentioned, known as the. I'm trying to find it. the Meteor Pokemon. No, really. <laughs> it's about a foot tall, and it weighs about 82 pounds. But like a Meteor. Yes. However, if uh, Meteor has a, sh- a thick shell that's that's made of rock, and it's got all these nice geometric triangles on it, almost making it look like eyebrows, which I think is really funny. Meteor, um, it, it weighs 82 pounds with the, sh- the shell on. But with the
2: shell off,
0: with the shell off, it weighs 0. 0.7 pounds, making it the lightest rock type and the lightest flying type.
2: Oh, that's a thing.
0: And learning more about Minior. So Minior, originally making its home in the ozone layer, hurdles to the ground when the shell enclosing its body grows too heavy. Strong impacts knock it out of its shell. This Pokémon is born from mutated nanoparticles lives in the ozone layer, where it becomes food for stronger Pokemon. When it tries to run away, it falls to the ground. Although its outer shell is commonly durable, the of falling to the ground sh- smashes the shell to smithereens. It eats dust in the atmosphere. The composition of the dust determines the color of its core. I also really love that about it.
2: That's interesting. So it's not always pink.
0: No. We're
2: looking at an image that has pink, and what I was seeing was more pink.
0: Minior so. has, I think, five different colors. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. <sighs> I think it's... Yeah. Oh.
2: There's seven. There's two shades of blue. That's interesting. So
0: there's a blue and there's an indigo.
2: Does it tell you what it's based off of?
0: It's all the colors. It's the Roichi biblical rainbow. Right
2: no, I, I got that. But dust particles would be particles of some elements, and... Little known science fact, if you did not know this, um, when you burn certain metals, the fire turns a specific color. Right. So that's how fireworks work. And I had to do this as a study for a science class forever ago. And the only one I can remember is copper because it
0: burns green.
2: It burns green like if it's oxidized, like (laughs) the Statue of Liberty.
0: It's very cool.
2: It's a very cool experiment.
0: It makes sense if all the mini yes. are eating different particles.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. If it was, some <laughs> that, then I would like to see. And would, it I would it make touch.
0: sense if Moline was, since Moline's a steel type specialist, mm. being able to study the metals. That's uh, something to think about.
2: Yeah, real thinker.
0: Um, If its core stays exposed, it will soon die off. It's possible that it may survive if it's put into a Pokeball quickly enough. Places where meaning are fall from the night sky are few and far between, with Alola being one of the precious few. Uh, Its color of its core depends on the materials made up from the food it eats. I have no idea why this Pokemon has not gotten the respect that it deserves. It's such a beautiful design. Um, I'm breeding up on it now, and... I I didn't know this. The core, so uh, there are two The two schools of thought are that Minior's outer shell is kind of reminiscent of a gachapon because primarily of its ability. So Minior's ability is called Shield's Down. And how it works is that if it gets to 50% health, um, its stats change. So its defenses are 100 each, defensive, special defensive. And then it's uh, offensive stats are 60 60 so then the core when you get to 50 percent form your your shields break so then it kind of reveals like oh it sheds the shell and it pops out a new color kind of like a and the stats go from 60 defenses no 60 offensive to 100 offenses
2: mm. offensive
0: yes <laughs> i'm all over the place it's okay and it's I'm speed doubles you, you always do it's speed doubles and goes from 60 to 120 because you're much lighter and you're able to attack
2: zero to 100 real quick.
0: exactly um this pokemon is insane it gets all sorts of moves you can run all sorts of i'm pretty sure it's it power gem yeah So you can completely customize this Pokemon the way that you want to, if you want it to be physical or special. Um, I'm kind of leaning on a special, or I really want to say special, but the way that this Pokemon works is just so interesting. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, primarily because it gets the move Shell Smash. Mm -hmm. Shell Smash is a move where it lowers your defenses by one stage, but doubles your attack, special attack, and speed. So if you really want to, you can make it a, a hasty nature or a naive nature. So you can max out your speed and lower one of your defenses. So you can be a mixed attacker. Uh, so you can run both special and physical moves. This Pokemon gets sweet moves like Power Gem, one of the only, phys- the only special rock type moves. It gets Earthquake, it gets Solar Beam, um, charge Beam to raise your special attack, Acrobatics, Stone Edge, uh, U-Turn, Dazzling Gleam, uh, Iron Head, it's, it's insane. Um, so just to recap, I would a perfect moveset that I would want to run for my Meteor, um, I would want to run something like Shell Smash, that's a must, Hasty Nature to minimize defense and maximize speed. I would run... Power gem or stone edge acrobatics. I would give it a, maybe give it like a weakness policy because rock flying, you're kind of fragile to a lot. So you can even more stats at the same time. Mm. And then once your weakness Mm -hmm. policy is consumed, your acrobatics power doubles because you're not holding an item. So I would run power gem acrobatics and then two filler moves. I would probably also like to have maybe dazzling gleam for coverage
2: yeah, that'd be good. I was gonna say dazzling.
0: No, of... I just think it's so nice because it's it's a big ball of light. It's a big meteor, and uh, maybe charge beam to try to boost my special attack even further. Um, how do you name a meteor?
2: Okay, so I have two possibilities. hear here? So one would be like Haley, like Haley's con.
0: Oh, that's adorable.
2: And here's my second one, and it's a little abstract. So stay with me. It's it's meteor form looks to me like a Ferrero Rocher, <laughs> so I would also I would also think of the name Farah, Farah like Farah Fawcett.
0: When I think Farah, I think of Farah from Overwatch, who's oh. just this Egyptian warrior who has like a jump suit, and fires rockets <laughs> everywhere.
2: We saw a clip about Overwatch today, and I just went. Is that actually Overwatch? <laughs> and he went, "Yes." yes so, so my my Overwatch knowledge is in the negatives.
0: I used to play it a whole bunch, but the community got very, um, what's the word? Ache. Bad. Stinky. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the game. It was awesome. When I played it. Zenial, that's my favorite character. But now I'm getting sidetracked.
2: Oh, another name, Kepler. After Kepler. After Kepler. You know, the astronomer. I. You could name it. There's so many fun space names. I'm just. I'm excited. I love space.
0: The one, the, the one that I thought of was Calideo, or like, like kaleidoscope, but without the scope at the end, which because <laughs> all the different colors. I like um,
2: that. Ooh, iris. You could do as well. Iris which is, is very the, pretty. Well, iris is the Greek goddess f- for. Communication and um, rainbows.
0: Very cute. So. Um, Also, Minior... uh, Did we ever talk about the candy part? About Minior? Yeah. Minior's um, unshelled form is kind of based off of Japanese star-shaped candy called uh, Konpeto. I need a
2: picture. I'm
0: pulling it up right
2: now. Oh, no, I haven't had that one.
0: They look very similar to... um, the starbits from Super Mario Galaxy.
2: Mm. No, mm. no, I've seen those before. I've never had them. Is what I'm saying. I've had I've had some international candies. Um, growing up, I had a friend whose uh, family moved from China, mm. and uh, I would get a lot of fun fun treats out of that. Oh, that's including sweet. those giant grapes.
0: Oh, I know the ones you're talking about.
2: And um, there were these candies that I think actually she didn't bring in, but someone else did. And um, I've actually seen them since, and I I actually got my dad to try them. because it's
0: very sweet. No, no,
2: no. It's very funny. So um, she saw me holding it, and she went, no, 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 don't eat that. I was like, oh, why? (laughs) What's wrong with it? She goes, nothing's wrong with it. It's just, to some people, it tastes like cat pee. I was like, that's awful. And so like I tried it. It was okay. It wasn't like it's not like my favorite candy. I'm always right. a Hershey gal at heart since I grew up close to Hershey. Is that you are? Um so like I, I don't hate it or anything like that and I I don't stop people from having it, but I did make sure to not give the warning to my dad and
0: did was he the uh
2: was he, he part of the didn't really taste anything. Which I, I think is even weirder. Because it is a very, like... It's, a, it's not a subtle taste.
0: No. I feel like it's for, Do you
2: know what I'm talking I, about? I've
0: never had it. But, okay. uh, looking at it right now, Conpeto, um, they show up a lot in different games and different media. Primarily in Animal Crossing, the, the star fragments when you're in a meteor shower. That's kind of what they look like.
2: Um, I'm reading the thing right next to him, and it says they were also in Spirited Away, Bleach... Hamcharo, thank goodness! Oh my gosh! And then Sailor Moon, and then there's some other ones that I don't know, so I'm not gonna attempt to.
0: I think I uh, read them. We should have some rock candy. Because we should just
2: have candy. We should just have candy.
0: Like yeah, um. So
2: Theron's birthday was uh, about last week. Yes. It was exactly last it was week.
0: Exactly last week.
2: It was exactly last week, and um. My he came to visit me. After, um, the we, Friday after, yeah. So, um, my parents baked a cake for his birthday, and point. we've just been eating cake.
0: Yes, it's been <laughs> and at the same time, we're like, well, we should, we should probably change our diets. And I'm like,
2: we should be so healthy. And like, I'm running in the morning now, and we also just made, a had, big like, salad. He made a big salad, and we both also ate a big slice of cake. But we are balancing a bit better. Not Sorry. Told. Continuing back to the Pokemon,
0: Minior, adorable, completely underrated. It deserves a spot on your team. Go check it out. It's super fun. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say about Meteor.
2: I I gave my names.
0: <laughs> and that's
2: that. I get, I'm done now. Um, on a good. <sighs> um, excuse me. So I'm looking at the page that we're on, and personally, I love the the shape. It looks <laughs> it's just. It's, Excuse me, it's literally a circle with two eyes. <laughs> and that, that's the picture.
0: Yeah, well, back, I think in, what is it? <laughs> Diamond and Pearl introduced body shapes of Pokemon to help categorize like right. what Pokemon look like what.
2: It, no, it just reminds me of this game that was on um, coolmathgames.com. Mm-hmm. And each of them had, like, there were these little, like, things, I cannot remember what the game was called, and I never could, even when I was a kid. It was just usually on the front page. Right. And it was these little dots, and all the dots were colored, and each color did something else. Mm. So, like, if it was yellow, and you held your mouse on it, all of the other ones in the area would go close to it. If it was blue, it would go away. If it was green, it would make a tree. Right. If it was pink, it floated. If it was gray, I think... There was one that could transform into any of them one time. It would change into one.
0: I think I know what you're talking about. Do you
2: know what I'm talking about? Vaguely. They were little puzzle games. Anyway, that's the shape picture. If I figure out the game, I will make (laughs) sure to let everybody know because that's important. Very nice. Yes. I mean, I I got that it was a a categorization tactic. I just thought it was very funny for the image that they used because it literally was just a circle with eyes.
0: (laughs) That's it. There are other Pokemon that are categorized like that, like the ones that I'm seeing that are like that's technically Cloyster, Electrode, Ditto, Fortress. I uh, wouldn't
2: categorize Ditto on that. Rotom,
0: no. Rotom's part of that. Um Klefki, my my favorite, Convey, my other baby. Um Poltegeist. Very cool. Um yeah, I think we should go ahead and jump into our next segment.
2: I'm ready if for- you're
0: so going along with the theme that we also decided, I thought that we could do a guided meditation of a meteor shower on Mount Yeah. I thought it would be very exciting. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm ready if you are.
2: I'm ready if you
0: are. A simple note about meditation going into, um, if this is completely new for you, welcome. It's a way to practice. I almost said breakfast. It sounded like I said breakfast. <laughs> it's okay. a way to practice mindfulness, mm-hmm. which is just being aware of your surroundings and just being in the moment, being very present, but also kind of letting your mind be at ease. Mm-hmm. So the the important points of meditation are to talk about, I'm going to say a lot of very descriptive words, a lot of very thought engaging.
2: Essentially... What you're doing is you're (laughs) sitting and listening. You're in a calm space. You're breathing on a regular cycle. And with your eyes closed. And you're going... Unless you're driving, don't close your eyes. Unless you're driving, please do not. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Make sure you're in a
0: comfortable, stable spot.
2: Yes, please. And um, you're going to... If you're not driving or doing something that requires your eyes to be open, you're going to close your eyes and let your mind wander in the creative space. And Theron is going to be the one who's describing and talking you through this because he's the most soothing voice for this. Um, And personally, he used to do stuff like this for me when we started dating so I could fall asleep because I always had trouble falling asleep. Right. It's a little less of a problem now. Now it's more just like, He's on the phone and I just Yeah, it's a conk out. I'm uh, ready if you were. Yeah.
0: Go okay. Ahead, dude. So be sure to first close your eyes. Imagine yourself being in a very neutral environment. I'm about to describe the uh the terrain for you. We're going to be in Alola this time around, since we are going to Mount Hokulani. And you are going to just leave the geothermal power plant. There, There's all sorts of information about technology and the way that the planet is conserving power. It's exciting. And you kind of want to learn more. And you leave the power plant, and you see <laughs> all sorts of neat Pokemon. The... Uh, the geodudes in this region have magnetically charged hair and are accompanied by golem that launch them out of their uh, centerpieces. And you see a bus that is decorated head to toe like an Alolan executor It looks very touristy. But it looks like you'd have a really good time. The weather is very fair. And there's someone who pops out of the bus and, like, oh, hey, you want to ride up to the observatory? And you're about to join, you're about to say yes, but they uh, <laughs> they attached a fee to it and you didn't feel like you wanted to <laughs> pay out of pocket. After rustling some coins around in your pocket, you're just, you politely decline and you kneel down, you tighten your shoelaces, strap your pack get ready for a hike of your life. It looks to be about sunset. The sun is a brilliant deep orange color. Some parts of the blue in the sky are touching it and it's a painting that no artist could better recreate. The The hike is fairly simple. And all the way at the top of the mountain is the observatory. You can tell there's a parking spot for the bus, (laughs) for the aforementioned tourist bus. And you go through the wild grass, and you're seeing all sorts of wonderful Pokemon. Maybe you catch a few. Maybe you'll find the one that really needs to be on your team. Take some time to think about what space Pokemon would you want to have with you. After that, you're climbing through the grass and peering through the guardrails at the ocean below. Which is just effortlessly reflecting the light from the sky above, and you have never seen stars brighter and more pristine than this tonight. I'd say it's late. Ugh, you took your time as you should with your hike. Maybe you made a few new friends along the way. You made sure to sit at the edge of the cliff, which was very sturdy. And you sit, and the night sky becomes so brilliant. You are lucky to see that there is a meteor shower right in front of you tonight. The sky is a deep indigo which fades into a nice black. But all the speckles of the stars are just right enough for you. You look up and you see a bright shooting star racing right across your eyes. What a streak it gives off. First comes one, then come others. As you're mesmerized by the lights, a little Clefairy comes up right next to you. It seems lost seems to be longing for home. Just as you are part of the cosmos, it longs to be home. You sit with it. It wants to be close to you. It recognizes that you're very calm and serene in this moment. And in that moment, staring up at the sky and all the pieces of rock and space, falling out of it, creating a wonderful light show, you feel small, not small in the sense of losing peace, not small in the sense of being smaller physically or of moral moral value the the way that the vast expanse of space is right before you there's no feeling like it take a moment and think about that sit at the edge of the cliffs Look at the stars. It seems that after a few hours, and after sharing a wonderful bowl of curry with your new Clefairy friend, it's time to leave. You get up, dust your pants off, and at your calves there's a, a little tug in your pants It's the Clefairy. It wants to join you. You reach out. You find a ball that works well. You just happen to have a moon ball on hand. Lucky occasion. You hold it out. It taps the center. Goes in without hesitation. You let out right back out. and wants to walk right beside you? As you share a few pieces of rock candy and feel alone together in the wonderful time and space that you're in. Take a moment to breathe. Take a moment to think. When you're ready, we can leave the space. And that's that. Hope you had a wonderful trip. What do you think? I thought it was very nice. It's... I can never really capture the endlessness of space in enough words if I could.
2: can space. That's why it's always growing.
0: <laughs> Here's to space. To space. We would love to give a huge astronomical thank you to Barrett Letty for being our special guest today. Mm-hmm. Um, we support you in all of your endeavors and we hope to see your work in the future. Thank you again.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Any last words tonight?
2: Um, uh, take a chance to make sure that you're following us on social media.
0: Leave a review if you can. We'd be very grateful for that.
2: Yeah. Um, that should be it for this one.
0: Sleep well. Have a good night. Give your pets a kiss for us.
2: Please.
0: Sleep well.